Hello and welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. I'm Connor and I'm here with Mike and we're going to get right into it today. The question that we want to tackle is how bad should I feel about my sin? How bad should I feel about my sin? So any, you know, whoever's listening between the, we have people between the range of, you know, hardly blinking an eye to people who completely just, you know, take themselves through the washer on it and just be, you know, beat themselves up to no end. So we're going to try to open up that question, Mike, how bad should I feel about my sin? Let me just kick it to you and then we'll get into a conversation here. Okay. So I'm going to start by saying this. Oh, and we're doing this all in eight minutes. Okay. So we have seven and a half minutes left. Right. Right. This is the eight minute podcast today. We should call it, this will be the new name, the eight minute podcast. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I would say this, and just because of what you just said, if you are a person who really is hardened and doesn't care that much about your sin and thinks, ah, whatever, you should feel really, really, really bad about your sin. Okay. If you're the person that's always beating yourself up about your sin and you feel like I'm the biggest sinner, oh, I'm never going to have freedom in Christ and I want Jesus, but I, I just, I'm so messed up. You should feel appropriately bad about your sin, but you should feel more joyful about a savior that has been provided for you. Right. So Charles Spurgeon once said this, and I'm going to paraphrase him, but he said something like the holier or the more sanctified you become, the more you mourn over the unholiness that remains in you. Okay. The, the holier or more sanctified you become, the more you mourn over the unholiness that remains in you. Now, feel bad. That's an interesting term that we both you know, used today. But Paul said something, I think, very startling in 1 Timothy in chapter 1, verse 15 and 16, okay? First, he says, The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And everybody goes, okay, great. But then he said this, Of whom I am the foremost, the worst, the primary, the, the biggest sinner. Right. Then he says it again in verse 16. But I received mercy. God's mercy alleviates the misery that sin brings and it frees us. I receive mercy that in me as the foremost, he says it again, I'm the foremost sinner. Jesus Christ might display his perfect patience as an example for those who were to believe in him for eternal life. And then he um, just jumps into this big benediction, this praise to God, this adoration to the king of ages, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. And what you'll notice is the focus is not on him being the foremost of sinners. The focus is on Jesus being the foremost of saviors. Right. And I think that's the big deal. Yeah. That's the big deal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I think, you know, it's interesting to the person who says, oh, I, I sin and I don't feel that much guilt over it. We would both say, you know, and even this would be true of our experience, if we sin and make light of it, it's probably the case that we're not really thinking very much of Christ, you know, mm-hmm. because if you think of him, his, his his goodness, his love, his beauty, his glory, his holiness, his justice, you know, to think about him as he is would just, it just makes us devastated over over sin, you know, and when I mean, Psalm 51 would be the classic example of someone just coming face to face with God, you know, after their sin. And David just says, Lord, against you and you only have I sinned. I've done what's mm-hmm. evil in your sight. And he's obviously crushed in that, you know, over what he's done. But that very same move towards God, you know, and move towards Christ especially is the move that then frees us from that guilt and shame because we we also see him as the one who died 
as our as our substitute in our place took every you know every ounce of the wrath that should be against us because of our sin it's yes. already fallen on Christ so you know what would whatever part of the you know spectrum you might land on the solution is more of Christ more of Christ if mm-hmm. you know if there's a tendency towards making light of sin more of Christ to see more you know how weighty it is that we would sin against him if there's a tendency towards you know never being able to have peace after sin more of Christ there's too much of yourself in that so yeah, uh, that was no, just a absolutely. soapbox, but go ahead. No, absolutely. I, th- I think, you know, and maybe this can be a, a nice closing argument here because again, how bad should you feel about your sin? Appropriately bad, um, but not crazy bad and not, it's nothing bad. You know, right. like, oh, it's not, like not bad at all. You know, look, Spurgeon's saying the holier you become, the more you mourn over the unholiness that remains in you means you want the freedom that Christ bought at the cross and you are not fully free from sin yet. But what you need to do is make much of Christ. And again, this is if you're a believer, let me just stop and say, if you're not a believer today and you're listening to us, you need Christ. You need to believe that Jesus died in your place at the cross for your sins as your substitute and that he took the punishment that you rightly deserved such that because he he died and was buried and rose on the third day and promised to return that if you place your faith in him if you trust in him for salvation you will not be condemned any longer for your sin but you will receive the righteousness of God in Christ you'll receive God's righteousness and be declared righteous in God's sight and you will be free if the sun shall set you free you will be free indeed so knowing that if you're a believer I would say this, make much of Christ, be appropriately devastated over the grief of your sin, yet be delighted by the magnificence of your Savior. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. And run to the cross again and again. I think one of my favorite things I get to do when I have opportunities, I love to to drive and pray while I'm driving, and I love to drive back in the canyon. So if you're local, Mm -hmm. you know, San Diego Canyon is beautiful right now. It's super green. I don't know how, you know, the rain did that or whatever, but... But what am I, it, I think, you know, there's few things sweeter as a Christian than being able to just have some time with the Lord and in that just dragging it all out to the foot of the cross, you know, and just being able to talk to the Lord here, you know, man, I've just totally, I've blown it in this way. And, uh, you know, this, this is what I said to someone this week. And this is where in my marriage I'm failing. And this is, you know, in, in whatever different way to just drag it all out and say, Lord, you already know all of it. It's already, you know, it's there. Thank you that you died for me, and that's yes. where my hope is. And yes. I can I can smile, you know. Wow, Jesus has He's really paid for all of that, mm-hmm. and I'm free. Mm-hmm. Um, so consciously doing that, consciously bringing our sins out, you know, to the cross can be can bring so much peace. Yeah. Any any final thoughts, Mike, before we wrap this up? Let me just say, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, if you're a follower of Jesus, make much of Christ and be appropriately devastated over the magnitude of your sin such that you would confess your sins. So be appropriately devastated over the magnitude of your sin, yet be absolutely delighted by the magnificence of your Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Right. Amen. Martin Lloyd-Jones, right before he died, said, this is what I know. I'm a great sinner, but Jesus is a great Savior. That's really the whole picture. Um, we're going to bring it to a close there. Listeners, thanks so much for uh, for listening with us today. Hope that was encouragement to you wherever you're at in your battle against uh, the sin that remains. Until next time, have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time on the podcast. Have a great day.